we've been talking about your art lately and you were talking about legacy. Mm -hmm. And I just wasn't really sure what you meant by legacy and then maybe, yeah, I guess I wasn't, I mean, I know in a way what legacy means, of course, and how it relates to death, but what is it to you? So the legacy thing, like I said, it has a lot to do with art, but at the same time not. Because, I mean, it just goes to the conversation we've been having about mortality and, like, my just thoughts about that. Um, so, what were we going to say? Well, I was going to say, is it is it related, and this is maybe stupid, it just occurred to me a second, but related to not deciding that you won't have children, or almost positively won't yeah. be, and so then this is your a way to have your legacy. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, and that's something that I that I brought up too, so I'm glad you kind of brought it up as well, because I, like conversations are what really bring a lot of these things out, but like sometimes when I'm writing, if I, if I get inspired enough to start something, mm -hmm. the, with the way that I'm writing things now, which is just like stream of conscious, like almost journal writing, it's not about trying to make it like structured or with similes or with these metaphors and make it very artistic or poetic, like some of that's natural to me and whatever, but, um, a lot will have, if I get, if I can start, then I end up in a different place sometimes than I thought, or like I work out an idea just naturally, yeah. and conversations have always done that for me, so I'm glad that we're having it. Um, maybe I'll move that so I won't fall over again. But uh, yeah, so the, the, the children thing, so I'm fairly sure that I don't want kids, like as certain as I can be at this moment, so Earlier in like life, like as a late teen, especially as like an early adult, like when I wasn't thinking about, I was never like, oh, I'm gonna have kids. That's gonna be my goal in life. Mm -hmm. But I was conscious of like, oh yeah, like when I have kids, like I'll pass down these books and like I'll be a good dad and like whatever else. Um, like I thought about like, oh, this is what I would do differently for my kids when I was like a teenager. Like this mm -hmm. is this is not a good time that I'm having. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I thought about it just kind of like as an extension of like, this is my situation and I don't like it, so I wouldn't create the same situation for someone else, and like, this is what I would do differently as a parent, and just, yeah. So I, I thought about that, and then as an adult, like early adult, like early 20s and stuff, I wasn't, again, I never thought about like, kids, that's the goal, it was just this automatic thing within our culture and people around me, that like, certain point you get married and then you have kids and that's you got a family and there you go like that's that's what everyone does so uh, part of me was like thinking about at that point even about when i was doing a lot of writing in high school and stuff or after that um i really like physical things and always have even so even in my teens like this digital era I was starting to shift into that and i had no idea obviously as to what it would turn into and the way it is now but I always thought, like, these books, and I have, like, these books of writing and stuff, and, like, my kids or their grandkids are going to, like, find it, and, and so I want to keep them, because it's not just for me, is what I always thought, like, it's not just for me, like, someone yeah. else is going to get something from this, and, and that, that, I guess, gave me some comfort, or, like, um, purpose, in a way, too, because it wasn't just for me, and I was talking with someone the other day about this, actually, because I was thinking, like, about why do I express stuff, um, and and connection and trying to feel that connection and stuff like that, which I, I want to address at some other time more in depth about like expressing and, and the need for connection. But um, that I did, I did post my things really early on because I found a poetry forum when I was in high school and I started writing about grade eight. And for, for me, that was high school started in grade seven. So 
Uh, we had computers there at the school. I did not have a computer at home until I bought my own at university. So, but I would stay after school all the time and go on this poetry forum. So even when writing was my art, I was sharing it immediately. It was it was never just for me ever. Um, so I mean, maybe for the first like month or two that I started writing, and then I found this poetry forum, um, and I don't remember so. I, I highly doubt anyone that sees this. There's only one person I can think of, because I'm the one person that I kept in contact with. And I don't remember if it, it, it was called Black Days, and then it was called The Art of Decay. I don't remember which one came first, because the name changed at some point. But it'd be funny if someone else knew about it. Um, so I was posting on there like really quickly after I started writing. I'm fairly sure it was within the first couple of months. So every once in a while I'd write something for someone specific and I would give that to that, that person. More often than not, it was just for me, but I mean, in the same way that art is for me. Well, that's not true. Because like, I don't sell writing, I sell art. So um, yeah, it's just never been just for me, I guess, is the thing. Like I, I think maybe initially just started that way because I had to do an assignment one day and I was like, oh, I kind of liked doing that poem. Maybe I'll try one. And then I felt inspired or needed to write about something and then it just came together and clicked, and I just kept doing it, and then I started posting it. Probably, though, it sounds like, to me, with what you're saying, is if you could sell your poetry, you would. Or at least there isn't any difference um, from sharing your writing than from sharing your art. So writing was your first thing, and you shared it right away. Yeah. Which is unique, I think, but maybe it's just it's so different than me, because I'm always scared to share all my stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think it's really cool that you do that. Like that, even from the very beginning, that's what you want to do. It's like, so you've always, like, you've always had an idea of legacy. Then, even even before you were thinking kids, because you always had this idea that I need to share my writing because it's important. I don't know if it was because it was important. I think at first, just through the poetry forum, it was. I think that's where it goes into that connection piece and wanting for sure it does. I, it wasn't because it was important, or it was, wasn't because it was, like, good, and it wasn't for praise, and it wasn't because I was trying to sell it, or anything like that. It, it was, so in that, there's a big separation, I guess, with the visual art, also because I wasn't doing visual art until, like, 10 years later or something, like, like I, if I started writing when I was 14, mm-hmm. yeah, I probably didn't start selling any work or doing work for that purpose until maybe, like, 21-ish, I think, like, 2006-ish. Um, so... It was, I think it was that need for connection. I, I don't remember wh- where, what forums I found first, but then I found this poetry one, it was the only one I was on, and like, it was just that need for connection. The other forums were just to talk about music, or talk about this, or learn about this, or whatever, but this was sharing. I think I've always shared more than I've taken in when it comes to like, individuals around me, or things like that, or like local people, or whatever. Because on the forum, I would read other people's poetry, but sometimes I'm like, yeah, this sucks. Like, and 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 like, I didn't reading it didn't necessarily inspire me or make me feel whatever. Like, I read some of it from time to time, but mostly I was just posting it. So there was that that connection piece there, and it wasn't not really because if you weren't giving anyone anything back, then you're not really connecting with them. You're wanting them to connect with you. There's, well, I don't see a difference. If they're connecting with me, we're connected. If it's like, if I initiate a conversation with you, or you initiate with me, it doesn't matter once we're talking, because we're talking now. If you give something back once you're talking. Yeah. If you, if you don't, well, the way you said it, it sounded like you were just posting and you weren't really 
conversing with anyone else. You were just letting yours be talked about. No, I mean, like, I did comment on people's stuff sometimes, because sometimes it was criticism, like constructive criticism, or, or just sometimes it wasn't criticism, it was just like, it was praise, it was like, I really like this, or like that line, or like, I never talked to anyone and like, concerned about them. That was also like a, a forum, I mean, there was more than poetry there, but it was like the main focus. But there was like, like, threads about self-harm, and there was like, it was very, well, I mean, just with, with the titles, like, Black Days or Art of Decay, like, I don't know, there was just a lot, it just, I just happened to find the right thing, I think, for me at the time, too, with what I was going through in high school, and, and how I was acting, and things I was doing, and that was a good space, but probably perpetuated some of that, too, which I don't necessarily regret, but, I don't know, I still felt like that connection, even if someone is commenting on my stuff, it wasn't always like, oh, this is amazing, and I just needed my ego strokes. Like, it was nice to have, some of it was like, like, look, academic, like, being like, this line doesn't really hit it for me, or being like, oh, wow, like, I feel the same. But it's still someone interacting with your Yeah. Mind. So, to me, then, that's, that's different than the need to connect. I guess you're connecting, but you're not necessarily, I don't know. Like, if, I, we, if we talk about it, like, visual art, though, there's this, there's this thing that I hate, that I'm very aware, like, well, I hate part of it, and that's that, Okay, we have an exhibition, we put it up, and then we walk away, and now it's the audiences. Part of me hates that, because sometimes, and maybe it's just because I have this horrible association from the university where there were times where people interpreted what I was doing so wrong, and they made me aware of it because they would left a note, um, and I was like, why don't you just read the artist statement? Like, I would rather have a conversation because I can correct you, I can tell you what I meant, and you could tell me what you meant, and I might find that really cool. Or, I mean, obviously there's times where I want people to connect with the art, and it has nothing to do with, like, I don't have a statement beside every art piece. Like, there's a title that can guide, guide a viewer, um, and sometimes, whatever, they reach their own interpretation no matter what, because they bring a personal history to it. And that's what I love about it, but at the same time, I don't, like, I guess a lot of it is just the, the words we use too, but like, there's a conversation happening with the audience, even though there's no give and take back. I give it, they take it, and maybe that's always where it stops, unless someone comments on social media, or if it's at a, an opening and they, they, they see me in person and then we talk about it a bit, or something like that. It still is a conversation. I don't necessarily find it a one-way conversation either because they're not giving something back to me or they're giving something back to the piece internally because they're responding to it and they're thinking about it and it makes them feel a certain way. I get that, but I'm saying it's maybe not as much of a connection at that point with the piece you're talking about is not necessarily connection in the traditional sense because connection in the traditional sense means going back and forth. And in yeah. a way, you're not really talking about that. I completely, yeah, and I guess this is helping me understand that too. So like connection for me is really important in, in all of these different ways. It's, I have control over this, if I, if, okay, so I guess I'll address the traditional connection part. Like, yeah, no, traditionally, like this is connecting, we're exchanging. Right. Um, and, and I, that's really important to me too because, well, there could be a million reasons why, but being an only child for like forever, for a long time, like my half-sister wasn't born until I was about 13, 
So, and my, my mom was a single mother for the majority of those years, from when I was like four until about 11. Uh, so she was working and stuff. So I don't know, I, I got really used to it. I was really independent really early. And looking back, I really liked that. I, when other people, and they talk about their siblings or their whatever, like I, I'm curious as to what that would've been like. It's kind of like instant friends in a way. And so I miss that. I don't really feel like I have that. Uh, or have that relationship now with, with my sister or half-sister, um, half-sisters, I guess, um, or just like the extended family, I don't have that stuff either. So like I think connection for me has been something early on I've always wanted. I think I would choose the word connection rather than attention because I don't think I really acted out to get attention ever. Um, I'm, sh I'm sure that I did, but it wasn't like a conscious thing that I can look back on even now, reflectively, and say, oh yeah, that's totally what I was doing. I just don't think I was. But, so there's this connection where you can generally have with a person, but they need to be a part of it, willingly. Like, to, to exchange back in a positive course, way, right? Of course, So that, that, I like that, that's important to me. I, I strive for that all the time, and sometimes it's negative coping mechanisms when I get involved with somebody in a certain way, and I, I, can exploit that connection because I'm getting what I want, it's very selfish or whatever. There's that part, but then there's the part that I'm talking about with like putting work out there. I still feel as long as someone is reading it, I don't even have to know they're, like, I want to know that they're reading it. I want to know that they're looking at it, that they're taking it in, yes. But that could be through, I mean like right now, it could be things like analytics, how many people watch this for how long or whatever. Um, I prefer to have people comment because I want to create a conversation if I can. Because I love to have conversation. Like that's a meaningful conversation, not just like a, a stupid, ignorant argument or something like that where you can't get through. It's an open thing. But to me, that's connection too. It's like I reached somebody. I connected. And I know you're saying like I didn't connect with them. I still feel that way. And I guess that it's, it is way more one-sided. I've always been open to the person responding back and having a conversation if I felt it worthwhile. But from those days of writing early on, I still felt like someone else read it, and that was enough, is that they got that piece of me and that I connected with them for those few seconds or minutes or what have you. And that like, for some people, it's almost like this weird bond was formed, and only one person from those, that poetry forum, I don't remember how it happened because I don't, I, that poetry forum, I think I was only on there for a couple of years, and like, I might have logged in, I remember like maybe a year or something, I went by and I wasn't using it, and then I logged in just to see what was happening, and I don't even think it exists anymore. I haven't tried, I think the last time I tried, I couldn't find it, and it makes me want to try right now, but um, I don't remember how, but somehow, because I was not on Facebook during that time, uh, it was years, years later that I was on Facebook, but somehow one of us found the other, and it was like, holy smokes, like, I remember that. And there's this weird little bond of like, that, the being on that forum, I can't recall how many times I read her work, or that she read mine, I don't remember any of that, but it was just like this small, little community online, and then now there's that weird little bond there. And that doesn't happen to me often, it's usually just enough to be like someone's connecting with the work. Um, and I don't like thinking, always saying work, but I mean like, if it was just someone's, like it's my expression, and somebody got to witness it, and then whatever happened from there I have no control of, which sometimes, like I said, is upsetting, um, because I don't want to be misinterpreted, but I still want to be felt. Does that make more sense now? Like my, when sense. I say the word connection? No, and I understand that. I guess I'm just, 
I think you are fairly aware of lots of times when the connections are selfish. And that's what I'm talking about. Because I'm talking about you want a connection at a certain, like, you, you want it. You recognize it when it's out there, it's out there. I'm talking about when you do have interactions. Then it seems like, well, you didn't really read other people's stuff. Or people, if they had comments and they were dumb, then you didn't care. Yeah. Right? So, like, you're not really having these conversations or maybe even connections in a way. Or at least, that's, so that's where I keep saying maybe in the traditional sense. Because you don't really care, it seems like, from what I've seen. If someone's like, then there's dumb about your work and they don't know about it. Right? Like, and... <laughs> Most of the... See, no, that's but the part that's, I'm that's talking true, about though. is this connection and how it's one-sided because in a way you want someone to read your work you want someone to connect with your work you don't necessarily care how so that's well, interesting I, I prefer having the conversation that's the ultimate is if someone asks me questions because if you ask me questions I get to respond and mm -hmm. responding is expression and I just love expressing all the time so through physical exchanges through verbal ones through writing through art I just want to express so it is super selfish and like self-serving or whatever else. I learn a lot from like conversations with you. I learn a lot in this conversation or other just like having coffee with someone. Like I learn a lot from conversations where I'm talking with someone who I like, who's a friend, who is artistic, or maybe I just met them, but like we get on a roll and it's a great conversation. Like the fact, like you, you brought up that like, well, it's not really connection because you don't care what they think. I care what people think if they say something that makes sense to me. Like, I, I can be very That's dismissive. What I'm saying, though. No, yeah. I, I, I'll be very dismissive, but I still think, no matter what, if I hear you, for that one second, I'm like, no, this is dumb. But I still heard it, and I might reflect on it later, maybe subconsciously, or maybe but not. But now you've left them. You've, you've had that comment, and you've left, and, and it's fine. They have their comment. You don't really see. You still, like, don't really care. It's like, You'll care about it if it was something or made you think, or even if it was just a thing, then at least interacted. But you're still saying all of this from your side. You're not saying, well, but this person maybe needed to talk about it, blah, blah, blah. And so your work maybe started a completely different conversation that now isn't about your work. It's about something else. Well, then you're not interested in those conversations. What do you mean? Like, if, if it doesn't have to be about it. Like, it, it, it might, that might be a a starting point, or like any conversation, it's not like I only talk about my stuff, it's just a conversation would happen naturally somewhere, and then I'm confused now. <laughs> like, I don't, if you're saying like, oh, well then it's not a it's not a connection anymore because you don't care what they have to say, it depends on the person. Like, I can be really dismissive with anybody, including you. Mm -hmm. um, I can be, but I mean, also any anything that somebody says, I if it's still heard by my ears, then like, I can choose whether to not think about it more or not, basically. I don't, like, I don't think it's a secret that I, I don't believe in, I had a line once that I wrote that was altruism is suicide. I don't believe in altruism. I don't really believe, like, I think that's, like, the most altruistic act you could have. <laughs> like, um, but, so, if I care about the, the individual, then I invest more time into their needs. But, it's this, it's your needs become my needs, right? If I don't care about it, your needs are not my needs. I don't care at all. Like, it, but meeting your needs means that I'm getting something out of it too, because then I know that, oh, you're safe or you're, you're feeling happy or you're good or whatever. Then if I could be a part of that, I get something back from that. 
So, like, that's not a secret for me where, like, I don't want to go out of my way to entertain or babysit or um, placate anybody. I don't like it. It has to happen every once in a while. I'm not, it's just necessary. I, I, do, I do know all those things about you, and I get that. And maybe, maybe where I'm steering this conversation at this moment is not right. It just, when I was hearing you talk about it and hearing you talk about connection so much, to me, in a way, I don't know if it's the traditional idea of connection because really, you're putting your work, and this is where it comes into legacy, because legacy, we're not actually going to know how people interpret our work in the future. Yeah. And so with legacy, it's something you do put out there without any expectation of getting anything back because you'll never know mm-hmm. when it comes to the point where it's legacy. So, I mean, in a way, I guess you already do that by posting things or... Like, I've always admired it. Like, you put things out there, like, right away. Like, I'm, like, terrified and put one out and whatever. Like, you're just like, no, I'm going to put it out there. And so you're opening it up to anything, right? Like, um, sort of any conversation to be had. So, but it just seems to me that in a way, the connection sometimes would be stronger or matters to you more than other times, which I guess is natural. Yeah, well, well, I mean... And just how you talked about the writing in the beginning. Yeah. So when you first started talking about it, it did, and you said it's really important in connection, and I know that's something that's important in your work and in your life. But I'm just saying, I think the start of some of those weren't necessarily about connection. Well, they're about connection, but only if they basically kind of want to talk about your work back, right? Well, even if they didn't, I still felt accomplished because I could see maybe how many times it was read. And I got excited when someone replied and be like, oh yes, there's two replies on this post. So that is a connection to you. That is. Okay. E- even if I don't respond back. Um, and uh, while you were talking, I was just thinking about like multiple things, but one of them being, if there was a platform that, let's say MySpace, mm-hmm. like who goes on MySpace anymore? Like I had a MySpace account very, very briefly and I it was for music purposes that I was trying to do something with and then never really did and it was super cringy but I didn't really use that like a lot of people used it like a lot I just didn't really it was probably already on its way out a little bit or just the friends I had weren't using it that much so like I would never want to post something on there so if that was the only platform for me to use I just wouldn't be using it but then like I don't create writing for other people I don't create art for other people unless it's like a commission or something but I mean, I do it because I feel the need to express. But I get, like, it extends beyond that because, like, I don't think the camera can see all those pieces over there, but all, there's all this finished work over there just sitting there and it's doing nothing. And, like, I got something out of making it in that moment and I needed to do it, so I did it. And it, it was great. I don't want them to sit there, not just because it's kind of like I spent money on this canvas and whatever and I could make money off it. Like, people. I've been buying my stuff for like 10-ish years, it's hit and miss and whatever, it's not, but I mean, it's, I want someone to have it for the other reason too, which is why I fluctuate on price sometimes, because like, if someone really loves this piece, I want them to have it, and I might barely break even or not break even, depending on how long it's been sitting there, I can't even tell anymore, um, I would rather someone connect with it, someone that actually appreciates it. So I still feel like I am connecting because that is in their home now. And I thought, like, what, in 20 years, maybe it's going to end up in an antique store for $2. 
right? Like, or who knows what's going to happen with it? Or you'll end up in a dumpster. Like, I don't know. So that sucks to think about because I want it to be something that's special and gets handed down and down and down. But like, I lost my other train of thought. The thing I was thinking of. I guess the thing about the platform. Like, yes, I make I make stuff for me, but. If, if there wasn't a way to put it out there, I wonder just like, what would I do with it? If nobody bought a painting of mine ever, would I be sitting here with hundreds of paintings? Or would I have stopped at some point? I don't know. Like, writing is way more personal in a way. Like, I can't express necessarily the same thoughts that I write about in paint. Like, no matter what, they're not going to be exactly the same. I can title them the same and feel exactly the same way, but just the act of those two different activities are so different that they'll be expressed differently. But like, I I think I could write forever, even though there was gaps of time I didn't because I was so focused on visual art, I stopped writing, and now I'm trying to do both and, and focus on that. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I mean, I, and writing is something that I think for most people, you, just, you don't think of sharing it. A lot of people don't, like journal writing or, or whatever, but to me, it's an extension of my life, which is so closely tied to art, I just, it's on my mind constantly. Part of that is fueled by work, like teaching art definitely is, is why it's on my mind more so if I was just like, I'm going to Maple Leaf now, doing shipping and receiving. Then again, I would think about it all the time there too because I had time to think about it. Yeah. I'm on autopilot so like, and alone basically working the whole day. So it's just, I just think about it constantly. And I mean, I think of so many things as art that it's on my mind all the time. So I just don't know what I would do without those platforms of share, and if I would stop, if I would, if it would be different, like, I don't know, at this point, because it didn't start because I needed to put it for people to see, it started because I needed to do it for myself, and really quickly, almost like, like I said, within a, a month or two, I think, of starting to write, I found this form, and then it just, it just became natural to do it. Um, hmm. Well, I think it's a really interesting question when you say, if you had all these paintings and so they none ever sold and so they just kept piling up mm. about a hundred paintings, would you keep painting? That's it's just like a really interesting question. Although I mean Van Gogh, although he went mad and, and whatever, or he was dealing with mental illness, but what I mean is he did painting after painting and nothing sold till two hundred years later, right? Like no one yeah. bought his stuff. So I think I think if you are gonna paint, you're gonna paint. But I mean you do actively Put yours out there and it's we live in an age of social media so it's so much easier yeah you know my work now is documented so much better than it ever was before yeah so but well and i like to think that i would keep making it because the purposes i started making it was for me and like i said i still do it for me mm -hmm. um unless it's a commission no one's telling me what to do i do it because i want to do it and i that's it um i think for me i guess the reason I say with connection when I was first listening to your connection, but I really like hearing how you how you described it. But with me, that's why I think in almost all my pieces or all my exhibitions, there's a performance piece because I want to still keep interacting with people the entire show. So obviously I can't the whole show, but there's still little bits because it is important for me to find out for for them like what's going on. So I think. It's weird because I don't want to put it out there in any public way very much, and yet when it's in the public live, then I like being there as much as I can. 
that's super funny because I feel very much the opposite. Yeah. And that's why, like, it's good to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, because the connection thing, like, I'm, I'd like to be one step removed. Mm-hmm. So, like, because yeah. if you want to perform interact with someone, or if we go back to, like, um, what's the name of the piece? Yoko Ono was, like, super famous. Oh, cut. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, that's kind of a one-sided interaction, too, but in a way, not. I mean, it's like giving yourself to that audience and they get to do whatever and, and you just, you already made the promise not to respond, right? But I mean, and your stuff might be even more interactive at like an opening or whatever where you're being performed, whatever, there's an exchange where people can ask you questions or whatever. In theory, I, like again, if people were asking questions and I was sitting there explaining it, I like that. But I don't want to have like this, I'm more comfortable being one step removed in my connection. Well, I did have like, a creepy one where it was way too close, where I was, blindfolded and then I had all these things in front of me that people could do so there but I didn't say anything I just blindfolded myself when I was sitting there so then someone came up and put like lip balm on me and that like freaked me out because I couldn't see them I didn't know what was going on until yeah. something was there so there's different interactions that yeah. then are that should be more well yeah but I mean <laughs> I, I, you're I, trusting your audience I just mean interacting on a person-to-person level like I'm so for a long time, I, maybe in my early 20s, I thought, like, man, I've never... I mean, mental health, I guess, was on my mind a lot as a teen, and then there was a huge gap where it wasn't for maybe, like, almost 10 years or 8 years until two years ago when it's been on my mind again. But I thought this concept to me about balance, being balanced, I'm like, oh, you know what, like, I'm not bipolar or anything. And then I realized that a lot of my... Everything is so situational with me. It's I'm such at extremes with things, and like I guess everything's situational for everyone for the most part or whatever. But but like I feel balanced because of my extremes. So I never think of them being extreme, but they are. Because things like this too, like it's person to person connection is something that I really really value. And those are those times where sometimes I've used them as negative coping mechanisms and like felt really stupid about spending time with somebody. Um, because it wasn't for the right reasons or it left me feeling crappy after. So the person-to-person connection is super important. I'm very introverted. I like to be by myself. I need that time. But I also, if you weren't here in Lethbridge with me, then like, I, I just, there's, there's very, very few people I can have certain conversations with. So like I miss having those interactions on a more regular basis um, with different people and whatever else and like the community I would have had in Saskatoon. So I need that still. I need that person-to-person interaction. I like it if it's people I'm comfortable with. Some people like to meet new people. I don't like to meet new people, or more than one person at once. I don't, I want to, I just, everything has to be on my terms all the time. So I want that control. And part of that is the anxiety and other things. Other people, it's like, oh, it's adventure time. Let's just go. And I'm like, no, hold up. Like, yeah, we can't just do that. Yeah. So... But the, the funny thing just with the work and, the, and like the exhibitions and the connection, like you are actively engaging person to person way more with your work. And it's very about body a lot of the times and using your body to do this or that or showing your body to like express this or that. And mine is like, here's my thing and it's over there. You go look at it and maybe I'd, I'd like to hear about it later, mm-hmm. but I don't want to even be, it would still be, and part of it is like, stage fright or talking in front of people. I don't want to like stand there and show my pieces like uh, 
like someone who worked at a museum would be like, and this piece here, like that's really uncomfortable to me to present it that way. Have a, a natural conversation or a sit-down conversation I would like more, but... What about in in the future, in like five or six years, when your work's like everywhere, and universities <laughs> are asking you to come and speak about your work and your processes? I would like that more, because it's more of a controlled setting. Yeah. So again, that amount of control is like really important to me. We feel comfortable. I don't... Again, with extremes. Sometimes I adapt really well, but it's usually in like a, a unsavory way. Like I can problem solve really well, or if I was like doing illegal things uh, in the past, like I could think on the fly and I could problem solve and I could get out of it as much as I could or whatever. So that kind of adapting and flexibility I can do, but it's not like, oh, I'm going to a wedding. And there's a whole bunch of people. One, I don't want to be there, so I don't want to adapt. I, I don't, whatever. And I don't, I just don't, I can't, that's a different thing of like, I have to force myself and I don't want to and I don't like it and maybe I can't put on a face in that scenario where it was like, oh, this cop's asking me something and I can just bold face lie to him and that's easy. That's so easy for me and always has been. Um, but if I, yeah, so if I was in, if it was just an exhibition here, or anywhere else, and I be there for opening, I get nervous about it. I, I, I mean, it is still pretty structured. I mean, people can just come and loosely talk to you. Um, I still feel awkward about it, but in an academic setting where it's way more structured, it's like, John's gonna come talk, and, and then there'll be questions after. Or maybe questions during, but it's gonna be like, yes, you, sir. Like, I think I would, I would like that a lot more. I have to get over the speaking part, but I've been doing that throughout my life slowly, like, I had stage fright, whatever, like, being in a band was not about, again, it's about an exchange, but it's, again, it's a removed, I mean, it's more in person than, like, oh, I put my artwork in a gallery and walk away, but it's just me screaming at people, really, and then after that, people come up and talk to you sometimes, which half the time, I can't even, like, I'm not even there after a show, like, I... I feel like I'm in a, just somewhere else, like uh, like dissociating, but not really. Like I just feel very far removed from the, from the reality of what's happening, and I'm on autopilot. I'm like okay, I guess we gotta take stuff down. And someone tries to talk to me, and I just feel like so disconnected from from that. I'm just drained, I guess. I don't know, but but that I had to get over. Teaching too, like just having to be up in front of students. It's like yeah, you're an authority figure, and you're older than them, and all this other stuff. But that doesn't make a difference to me, like. So I had to get over that. So I mean, there are situations that I, I can build those skills and work on, but... So which are the ones that you actively would like to have one-on-one -on -one connections with? Or do you necessarily crave that? What do you mean? Well, you're talking about um, even openings. You like, probably, if you had your druthers, would rather not be there. But it's, yeah. it's standard, you have to be there then you're like, I don't really want to do, you know, not so much, it's just it's harder. But, and then sort of at the high school, or I mean at the university, it's removed, I have control. So a lot of it, it's sort of like it's removed here, and then I have control and I need control. Yeah. So how does that fit into the connection? Is it because you feel like what you need to express has gone out, and that's your connection? Or is there a connection in there somewhere? you need. Uh, Does that not make sense? Like, I guess, 
I don't want to just keep talking, but I guess what I'm saying is, are there times where you don't need a controlled interaction when oh. it comes to your art? Oh, when it comes or to where art? You, where you really, yeah. Because that's where you're talking. Well, or anything that's creative, I guess, that you're talking about this legacy. When you're going to leave a legacy, maybe it doesn't include art, necessarily. The thing just like went from like here sorry, to here for me. Sorry. No, well, don't, don't apologize. I, I'm just trying to like wrap my head around it because I've been thinking about different examples all the time of like control and stuff like that. And it's like maybe that's another reason I'm like I don't want to go backpacking through Europe. Thank you very much. Like part of it has been safety and anxiety, but I think that anxiety has to do with the control too. And like how many new experiences and adventures experience am I going to have then? Like if I'm walking around Vancouver by myself for ten hours, that. I like more, like, you know, but uh, I find more safety there too. So, I feel like I still need you to refine exactly what you're asking, because I'm trying to... A lot of the, uh, we're talking about con con the need to connect through your art, right? And so one of the ways is you put it out there right away. But then when we're also talking about interacting, say, with that art, so then you gave examples of different ways, so with your, your music and how it's like with that, and it's still sort of in a way removed. I mean, you're literally connecting with that audience when you're performing, but then you're saying when, when it's done, like I don't really want to sit and chat to someone about it. And even with when you're showing your visual art in an academic setting, it's like, okay, but I like being here, I don't necessarily want to, I'll, I'll interact, but more formal and on my terms, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So it's not as, it's not sort of like as much splashing it out there and I'm just saying, do you find a need to have that kind of interaction with your art where you really, really want like a connection? Response? Yeah, and you really need the response or want the response or you've enjoyed the response? Like what? I want the response. So the things when you're talking about the like music and like, uh, to me that's the same thing as posting writing. Like, I almost feel the same way about it, is that, I mean, it's, it's very different because, like I said, after the show, being really drained and, like, emotionally, I, there's been times where, like, if friends or family or, like, a partner or a potential interest came to the show, I had to prep them and be like, like, after the show, like, I'm just not going to really be excited to see you, I probably won't even realize you're there, like, part of it is, like, we need to take down, we need to hurry, yeah. but part of it is also for X amount of time afterwards, I don't feel available for anything like emotionally even to just have a conversation i think i'd be very off-putting talking to someone after a show and i have to like put on the face if someone wants to like buy something or they have questions which is very rare but it means to me that, that like same with the, the expression happened on stage and again it happened for me i needed it um and it's different it's way different than just recording it. It's way different than just jamming in the in the basement with, with people or whatever. And I need that too for different reasons. And it's still expression in that moment. It's still managing anxiety and being physical, whatever. But to me, it's the same thing as the writing. It's like, oh, I put it up online and that's it. I want a response. With the music, or with performing, I put it out there and I just want to walk away from it in a way. But like I, like I said, they're very different because one is so physically draining and actively and emotionally draining, whereas the writing, I write it in private, I edit it, and I post it. I'm not fe When I post it, I'm not feeling what I was feeling when I wrote it, yeah. whereas the performance aspect, I feel that way, and then two seconds later, it's done, and it's like, hey, i got to get off stage now. 
And it might be different if you're doing the poetry at a poetry reading. Yeah, see, and I wouldn't. That, that's, a, that's intimidating to me. Cause, well, because it's performance again, too, right? Yeah, and that's something that I have to just get over again. But it's also, it's just me, and I'm so used to the band and whatever else. And I think it's also just on a technical level, I would find it much more difficult to read poetry or prose because I don't have, like, um, I don't have any instrumentation that's guiding what's next. It's hard for me to memorize it. I've done a spoken word piece as part of like introducing another song, and like there's like like ambience and stuff in the background, but it's nothing like oh it's this many riffs and then like I don't know. It's so it'd be it'd be very difficult. I think reading the poetry. It's just I think it's more intimate too is what it is yeah, because it is. I also have to focus more. Mm-hmm. Um, Less people. They're all basically yeah. sitting quiet looking at yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to get back to your question and just like, I, I do want the response. I don't know how much I need it. it. Like, I would like to know that I reached a lot of people. And again, those terms are coming up like reach. Mm-hmm. But like, um, I like to know that people saw it. Is it quantity over quality? No, not necessarily. I would I would rather I would rather quality over quantity of reaching people every time. But to me, quality would mean having a really great conversation, which almost never happens with strangers. Um, if people had asked me questions, like I would like to be interviewed by a stranger, like that's fun for me because again, I get to talk and I get to express and I get to <laughs> to work on my ideas. It's not about listening to them. I don't care. So right, but so I would like that. So if I if if every time I posted a painting. I got only one person that was like, oh, this just hit me in a certain way. I'd like to talk more about it and we can share ideas. Because I learned things from conversations. Mm-hmm. Half of it is because I just need a sounding board, but half of it is like talking with you or Jordan or, or like other friends. Like I get good quality responses. I get challenged. I do like to be challenged. I challenge myself, but I I am me. Like I, I can't find the things outside of my own scope and throw them back at me really well. So like I like that because then I generate new ideas or like, I never thought of that. How would I answer that? Now I'm forced to think about it. So I recognize that I need that for personal growth, artistic growth and everything else. So that I definitely would rather the quality of that. However, I almost, almost never get that. It's usually Mm -hmm. responses that are very shallow, even if they're just like, oh, this is great. I love it. That makes me happy because you like it, but mm-hmm. it doesn't make me happier necessarily. Like, if 80 people like one painting, and then another painting only got like five likes, and like, if people didn't like that one, but I don't care, I like it, mm-hmm. and then be like, it does, the one that got 80 doesn't make me want to do more of that necessarily. Part of me is like, ugh. If I'm working with that, I'm like, if, if it was saleable, like, so if it got bought within 30 seconds, then another one the same style did, because that's where that business side comes in, but going back again, like, if, if something got just likes, and no comments, no questions, no discussion, and it got a thousand likes, yeah, it's not as rewarding to me as if someone just had one amazing question or conversation with me. So I definitely, in that aspect, like the quality more. The problem is I don't get it, so then I only rely on the quantity. I'm just relying on this thing got five likes and this thing got 30, I'm like, but I also know there's so many factors, the time of day, the algorithms people have, like whatever else that I don't take much stock in that either. It's nice yeah. 
with social media and it's like, oh yeah, a lot of people responded to that. Well, yeah. it's, you take two seconds to hit like. And it's, again, so many factors. I don't like something unless I like it. Where some people are like, oh, this is John's art. I just like everything. And I'm like, what? Like, yeah. I wish he didn't in a way. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I, I want the response. I want to have the conversation. I want to, to connect. If someone either doesn't understand the piece, but they feel it enough to, to ask questions or to comment on it, then that still is, it's still, to me, that's evidence. Okay, the response is evidence of connection. It's evidence that there was a quality of connection, whether it was a bad experience for them or a good one. Either one makes me happy. Uh, I prefer, well, I don't know if I prefer good ones. There's been, there have been two times I can think of right now where there was a negative connection uh, where someone, well, one, someone just gravely misinterpreted the work and called me misogynist, and I got really upset about that. And I was like, you didn't read the artist statement, you didn't really, like, you completely just, whatever. And that, also, it's not fun to be called a misogynist, so, at least not for me. So, um, I, I, that was really upsetting, but I was like, they responded to it, they felt something enough, I wish they felt something different, and another time was at a different, it was almost the same body of work, or there was a lot of crossover with the theme, um, but it was in like a gallery space that was also a business and they was sitting there and somebody was at a front desk and they saw it every day and then really quickly someone from the space that said we had to move that piece with another piece because it was like really affecting them negatively just because it reminded them of their personal experiences and I was like okay like that didn't really bother me a little bit of it did because I'm just like just get over it like you you work in a space where there's art but in another way, what a compliment, like, no, it, it is, yeah. the best compliment, really. No, it was, like, it was both things, because part of yeah. me was like, well, now what if it ruins the flow? Because it was at the very beginning, and it was the bigger piece, and now we got to swap it out with something else. And I was like, it's annoying, because I should have more control, and just do what I want, and you just need to get over it. Or don't work in this space, like, that's that really aggressive, just, like, part of me that's like, just get over it. But, but it, at the same time, yes, it was a compliment they were interacting or they felt something enough that that it had to be now be moved. Um, but that's the thing, like with the connection, even if it is one-sided, I still want to know that somebody was moved or I think about it. Like I said, sometimes I think about my stuff just ending up in the garbage or their kids think it's trash. Um, if your kid's passed down that long and, and someone thinks it's, it doesn't speak to them, like then that that is where it started. That's not legacy anymore. I will never know the reach I have unless someone tells me, so I like to have that. The other part of it is just thinking, like, oh, I don't know what will happen. You brought up the Van Gogh thing earlier, and, like, people are at least buying my stuff, but there's way more, that's for so many reasons, not because of the quality of it, but because there's how many more people that get to see it, social media, reach, population, where I live, um, all those things. So it, I, I'm glad that people get to, to have it, because that does mean something to me. I don't know what it's gonna mean in, you know, one year or 10 or 20 or in 100 if that's gonna be around. So that's why things like this come into play because that could burn in a fire, this can't. And the way that the digital age is going, this can be accessible. Or cloud or whatever you mean. Well, yeah, or I'm mean, like, oh, it's posted and I don't know how, what's gonna happen with YouTube in 50 years, if it's gonna be around, it's gonna be another platform or what, or I have no idea. But right now, this is more permanent than this. Mm -hmm. So, um, to me, books are still more permanent than paintings in a way because you can reproduce. Like, I don't like making prints 
I mean, I would want to in a way, because then I get to reach more people with it, but then it becomes less special. Whereas a book to me is no less special. It's like, oh, you, you printed thousands, tens of thousands of copies of this book, and people bought it, or even if it is just digital, but that's a whole other... I like physical things, and I like the connection people have with physical things. So I would rather have someone have, someone have a physical book than just a digital copy of it, because I think you do get removed like emotionally from the thing too a lot of the times, but... Um, yeah, that's the legacy thing, is, is that going way back from the beginning, like, oh, you're not going to have kids, so is that a thing? And I was like, yeah, it is, because I'm not passing any of my stuff down onto my kids if I don't have any, but I also, even if I was going to have kids with who I am or who I am now or whatever, I want to reach as many people as possible. I, I don't think this came from, like, neglect or anything of wanting to feel important, um... I, want, I don't like, I don't ever use that term. I think people would interpret it that way anyway, so that's why I'm using it, but like, I want to inspire, which for some people probably seems the same thing, like that's really self-important, like who are you? But I want to be someone that gets my expressions out because I believe my expressions can have, they're worthy of connection, they're worthy of whatever, and, and that people can, can be inspired by them, whether it's looking at a painting and be like, oh, I, I, that makes me happy, or like, or the opposite of that, and it, it makes them feel something else, but at least it makes them feel something. Or if it's uh, earlier works, a lot of the ones that were with figures and stuff, they were social commentary or something, so it makes someone think about something in a way. We're still inspiring thought instead of inspiring mood, or inspiring people to think about some bigger question. Um, I don't remember who said it, and I have it in a quote book somewhere, but I'm probably going to misquote it a little bit. That like every book that's written is in response to the the question, what should I do with my life? I think is what, what it was, and like obviously not every author is thinking about that when they write something, but um, I found some truth in there anyway of just like everything that gets produced is like I'm a living being and I'm creating something and, and then why am I doing that? If everything goes back to intention and purpose, mm -hmm. right? So consciously I was never thinking of legacy when I was making paintings at first. And I don't think about it when I'm making a painting in the middle of the act. It's not about legacy, usually. Um, I can't think of a piece right now that was like, this is about legacy. But it all relates to it being a thing I created, and I want people to respond to that thing. I don't want anything that I create to be just for myself. It's funny, because for me, like I, I didn't really, because I don't like talking on the phone. I don't... But really, my favorite thing is to stay home and, like, if I could just work from home and stay, like, I don't really, I'm fine not seeing people for quite a while. Like, yeah. it's not, I don't have that, like, I need to go see people, I need to do this. However, my art has always been political, so it's always about trying to reach people, it's about trying to cause, um, change, societal change, or at least challenge it. Well, it inspired thought. And yeah, I'm trying to do that, but it, it's such a like connected, like it's it's so meaning to be connected with people, and that's why I say often it's performance and it's all those things. So there, I'm really connecting and talking and da 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 da. And I think the thing that's been nice for me with the painting is it's not like it's a really weird thing, and I think it's why it took me a while to get into it too, because it's not about that. I'm not. I'm with you. And having these great conversations, but even when I'm alone in the studio, it's just kind of this 
really great thing where I don't have to converse with anything. I'm not expecting anyone to look at it, like it, buy it, anything. It's just this total creative space for me. But isn't that what writing is for you, or has been? Because haven't you been just writing consistently forever? Um, not consistently. I had like, a, actually, before I started writing back here, before I started connecting it back. Um, so I probably had a good couple of years where I wasn't doing anything. But yes, it's always been consistent. I've done poetry readings quite a bit, and I don't mind doing them. I can get up and I can... But if I have to go and give a speech, I'm... When I, when I go and do my poetry reading, I'm allowed to, or I, I'm able to talk loud. I have some of the most personal shit ever, yeah. and I'm fine sharing it. Um, but, 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 okay, so, but you don't create it with that in mind. So I'm just trying to compare the writing to, to the arts, or like the, the visual pieces, because you said well, that this is kind of like the first time you've done it, and I think mm -hmm. the writing is the first time you've done it. I don't, I don't see a difference, because you're not thinking about posting your writing, and maybe you share more of it now than you did a year ago or two, if you have like a line or two there, or sometimes I'm taking pictures of your little mm -hmm. prompt. I was just reading how when we left off, that sometimes I stop myself from writing anything that, or everything that I might want to write, and when I was writing about that, I realized that's part of my legacy then, right? So there's a tiny bit that must be like in the back of my mind, always about legacy, because it's thinking about other people reading it. So part of it is in the future and what I want people to think about me or not think about me. Yeah. The weird thing is, is though, when I'm writing a story that's um, you know, a stream of consciousness, I can end up, um, um, uh, I can't remember what the word is, censoring myself. Whenever I'm doing magic realism, like stories or poems that I'm consciously in that, then I don't. I write whatever I want. I guess because then it could be a story that's made up in my head, right? Yeah. So then I'm not conscious of anything. It's just like writing, writing. But if it's something I'm consciously writing, or if it's more journal, I guess, then I'm very conscious and will censor things that I think either I sound dumb or, really? or, or that I feel are bad that I don't want anyone to know about me. And see, that part I get. The sounding dumb <laughs> thing I don't get at all. It's my biggest, uh, one of my biggest fears maybe, because that's why even with my painting, putting my painting out there, I'm scared someone's just going to go like, that is horrendous. Okay, but, but you, if you're not sharing the writing, then why are you afraid of sounding dumb? If, if because I do, I do share it, and because I think the you legacy thing is that it, someone will find it one day, like you're talking yeah. about, right? And so it's like, I, I don't think it as much as immediately, but yeah, thinking someone will find it someday and, and then think, oh, she was a daft bunny here. I thought she would, might have something interesting to say. <laughs> I guess, I don't know. I, yeah, so what we were saying before that we got into just a little bit, well, I don't know. To go back to the, the point that you started with, the thing that like, that I was, well, one of the things I was going to get to was I've never thought about like, oh, I'm going to sound dumb. Oh, so like, okay. I've got all this writing from when I was in like, when I was like 14 and I've looked on some of that the past year and I've been like, whoa, this is the cringiest stuff ever. This is horrible. I can never publish any of this. Yeah. But a part of me still hopes that like someone will find it someday. 
Like, I, if I have, like, in a physical book or if I put it online somewhere, which I'm kind of hesitant to do, because originally when I was going to have a blog, which I still would like to do at some point, I was going to have all these archives, right? And I'm hoping that obviously someone will recognize, oh, you did this when you were, like, 14. That's why it's so cringy. But you could see the evolution. Now, it would take someone to be really, really interested in me as a person to really go through all that trouble, right? So I'm not thinking that's necessarily going to happen. Um, the other thing was that I, I definitely... I haven't really thought about the feeling someone's going to think I'm dumb. I just assumed whoever was reading it would know the context enough to, to take that into consideration while they're reading it. So that has never been an issue for me. But, like, but, but censoring myself as I write... Because, like, in my early and mid-twenties, there have been a couple times, like, I'm going to try to write a journal. I think that would be cool. And then I, I'm so aware of the fact that I can't write this down because someone would find out. So, like, um... Right. Like, confessional-type things. Well, yeah. And, like, some of it I can. Mm -hmm. But some of it is just, like, if I was... And now I've got to make that decision of what I say and how, how revealing I get there. If, if I was lying, and I... There were consequences to your... Yeah, exactly. There's consequences to revealing the truth, even if, if, even only if it's, like, I guess that's the thing. The journal has never been the thing that I thought of as just for me either. Because early on, even when it was like, my kids might find this one day, like, I've always thought someone else might read this. Someone else might read this. And, like, even if I'm not giving it to someone else to read, it was like, man, I wouldn't... My kids stumbling upon it, if I had kids, would be something that I wouldn't mind as much. Or if a stranger stumbled upon it, I wouldn't care at all. I would reveal everything. Um, but if it was a partner, and I like lied to that partner, or I didn't want them to know this, this deeper secret or something I have, because maybe they'll just misconstrue it, it or, or just like... Or maybe I was being critical of them or something, and I just was writing that down. And then, you know, like I think we're... We, have those thoughts in our minds all the time. But I think everybody, like anyone who writes, if they say they don't think of someone else really don't, I think they're lying because yeah. you always know there's a chance. Yeah, because it's it's here now. It's not mm -hmm. just here or here. Yeah. Um, but but on the note too, like I I would like to write a memoir that is like everything, like absolutely everything. Um, but I wouldn't. But the only time to do that, like I don't know when it would be. It would be why. Like, I'm just... Because I... As, go ahead. No, like, like I'm just curious, because this is obviously a, a legacy, is, is wanting someone to know how you lived and what you did. Yeah. And, yeah, well, that's... I've always wanted... I feel like I could write more than one. Like, right now, I've got enough... I feel like I have enough stuff that I would want to say or tell stories, etc., that I could write, like, a full-length, like, legit memoir right now. And the longer I wait, the less I'm going to remember. Or, like, memory's just a funny thing to begin with, right? So, but I... I, I don't think that's usual. That's, that's just why I'm saying it. I don't think it's very usual for people to want to write down everything in their life. I mean, most people, if you ask them if they want to write a memoir, they would say no, right? Or their life wasn't interesting enough. Or, or different things like that. So I think it's interesting. Like, you really do, when you talk about legacy... You really do mean you don't just mean even your art. You mean your life. Yeah. Like when you leave, this is your life. Yeah. So you literally mean 
a legacy of you. Yeah. Like literally of you. Well, and that's the thing, and that's maybe why I don't translate that to having a kid, because the kid, you don't control that kid. That kid is not your legacy. It's just DNA. I mean, there's an opportunity to imprint your your belief systems or your thoughts or whatever. There's, there's a, this possibility of passing down good qualities, teaching, guiding, but ultimately that that, that child is going to grow up or whatever. They're going to make their own choices. So like that, and then and then it's not going to be a reflection of you at all. I don't think of nature. There's a certain amount of nurture, and sometimes nurture completely gets ignored by someone's nature. So it's not a reflection on that. Like I don't know if you know, Ted Bundy's mom was like, you know, if, if he, or you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, well, maybe that is a reflection of, of them, and they sh- I don't, I don't know. So I just think that there's no control there. And it's not like, yeah, that's not my legacy. That my kid is not my legacy. If, if the kid ended up being amazing, it still wouldn't be me being amazing. And then the kid might say, you know, I gotta thank my dad for this, he was the best, he inspired me to do whatever, and I'd save the world, or whatever. <laughs> like, I created this anti-vaccine, like, or, I don't, you know? So what if someone wants to do um, a biography on you? I, I would so, let them, but I mean... So, I, like, I, that means lots of times the biography is facts that are found there, a little bit of you... Um, giving information if you want, but then there's a huge part that is asking other people about who you are. Yeah. So now it's like something you can't control again, so is that interesting? I would still do it. There's two things with that. One is that if someone is smart enough, then they know that that is not my lens, right? Like you just said, they'd ask other people about me, which gives a fuller picture, Mm -hmm. but it's also a distorted picture of how I see myself, and it's supposed to be more... It's supposed to be more accurate because it's seen from everyone else's interactions with me, too. So they could say, yeah, John was a real piece of garbage to me, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I might have resolved that with myself and decided I, I learned from that. Maybe I was garbage and I moved on, but I didn't say sorry to that person or something. So they don't include that in their story. But I that did affect me and I, and I did something with that and, and was a better person after or something. But I think if the person is smart enough, they'll realize, yeah, this is not an autobiography, and even sometimes autobiographies are with X author or whatever, right? Because the, the person has a story to tell, but they're not good at telling a story in a written form. So they need help. Um, so I think if someone was smart enough, they would know that whoever was compiling this information and then writing it is not me. Therefore, it's not how I want to be presented exactly. That it may not be... And I'm not... like. I shouldn't say that wouldn't be flattering, because the things I would write about myself are not flattering. But they would that's because it would just be everything. It has to just be all and not like or there's no way it's everything ever because I would focus on what I think is important mm-hmm. and what's unimportant might be important to someone else, etc. So but um I'm trying to say I wouldn't shy away from the dark parts. Actually those are the parts that are most mm-hmm. interesting to me. So yes, I would still like someone if they wanted to write a biography, I would I would do that. I would be a part of it. I wouldn't be that person who's like, no, you, no, I'm not, I'm not contributing. But I would much rather, and like, if there's only going to be one, then I would want to write it. So like the memoir, like I would want to write. If there's only going to be one, if there's multiple out there, then whatever, yeah. that's fine. And again, I just hope that the 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 audience is smart enough to recognize like, like this. I've read multiple like some of the biographies, multiple biographies on one person because different lenses, right? Or different areas of their life and if they contributed or not. Um, 
But I, I don't know. I, that's, yeah, I want to, like you brought up, like it's not a legacy of my work, it's like, or my art or whatever, it's my life. And that's what I, that's, I don't know. I just, I want to, to tell that story or express that story or whatever it is. Like, that's what I want. I don't know all the reasons why that's there. I mean, part of it has been there before I decided not to have kids, I think. So it's just like, that's what I was going to say. I'm glad I remembered that I, I like secrets and I hate secrets. I mean, my own. Um, like I mentioned earlier, it's easy for me to lie. It's very easy in the moment. I might have some conflict with it later on, and I might be able to resolve that conflict and just be like, no, that's fine. Like, that person, not that I deserve to get lied to, but I don't feel bad about it or something. Other times I'm like, ah, oh, I wish I didn't do that. And then I might come clean later and tell the truth. Um, but, but part of me doesn't like, like, hey, lying is a necessity for me sometimes, or it feels like it's a necessity. It's not, like, if I could, okay, it's a necessity to get what I want, to manipulate the situation. So if I can have what I want without lying, there's no reason to lie. I don't think I'm just that compulsive liar who's just like, yeah, I had a Ferrari once, and, like, I don't just make up stories. Yeah. Like, it's because I need to hide something in order to get what I want. Because you want to look the best possible. I don't, I don't I think, think that's what it is. I think I think it is, and I think even like if you, I don't know. I th I think it is. I think because again, you're wanting to control how you're seen. So sometimes, if you don't tell a lie, then either you're going to be seen as hurting that person, and you don't want to hurt the person, or you think you're not going to be seen or as respected as much, or. Like, I think it is so that you can control how people think of you. Otherwise, you'd come clean. Well, sometimes it is, but not all the time. I'm not saying it's all the time. Oh. But I'm saying I think that it kind of is related to that. Like, why else would it be? I mean, it's either because you want to get away with something, right? Yeah, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. So, I mean, that is... That's... You're still caring about what someone else thinks, but you're still kind of trying to control. Yeah. Control that. Yeah, but but I still carry that control. I have to be if it's someone that okay, if I if I've lied to someone that I was really close to and I never told them the truth, years later, it's not bothering me, it's not in my my mind all the time. But I still know if I think about that person, I'm like, Oh yeah, I still know that they think something else happened that didn't happen or that they have questions about it and I've never admitted it to them or whatever and that doesn't necessarily bother me on a day to day basis. But if if I lie to someone that I talk to almost daily or have a very close relationship with at this point, then like I either have to resolve it or, I mean, I have to resolve it one way or the other, right? So it still weighs on me and I still think about it to a degree um, and until I resolve it. Resolving it, either telling the truth or recognizing that I, I put it to rest and I'm okay with that lie and it's fine and there's no conflict with me. Um, Oh, I had a place I was going to go with that, but um, I, I think, like, oh yeah, just wanting to, like, tell everything in a way, like, I don't, okay, yeah, I don't, yeah, again, to me the lie is out of necessity, the manipulation of truth or whatever is out of necessity, or sometimes telling the truth is a manipulation too, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just like, because I'm choosing to tell you something I didn't need to tell you for a purpose, and yes, it's true, but all of that is, is to get whatever it is that I'm wanting out of that interaction with somebody. Uh... So that has that function and that purpose, but in the scheme of wanting to express myself, I would never want to express a lie. I don't, in my paintings or in my writing, 
would ever express like, yeah, this is who I am. Look at me. Like I'm this 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 like holier than now person. One, because I don't find that interesting. I don't find it real either. I'm way more interested in in the secrets that people keep and in like, or the the darkness or like the conflict. Right? You don't have a story without conflict. But but like someone, it's not about like all these great things that happen. It's really well. One, you need conflict to overcome to even have anything great to accomplish. So for some people, it's like a rags to riches story. But you know, I just. I think, like, I, I just have that problem with secrets, that it's easy to have them, but I don't like having them. I like, I shouldn't say secrets, I should say lies. I like having secrets, I like having little things that are just for me sometimes. I think everybody does, and whoever says they don't is a liar. And, like, you could have a spouse that you are deeply in love with and whatever else for decades, and you don't share every single thought that comes out of your head. You just don't. So you have secrets, you have things you choose not to say. For whatever reason it is, and it's not a big deal. It's human, and we all do it. Um, so I, I, I like having these little secrets. They're not malicious little things either, but I just whatever have private thoughts, and I like having those private thoughts. And like, there's there. But I also, in a memoir type scenario, would want to say all these interesting parts, which are things like you said consequence earlier, and that's the thing. I wouldn't be able to share those things until I felt I couldn't be hurt by the consequences. So either the, the thing I'm talking about in that that person I don't interact with anymore anyway, or it's not going to affect me negatively. Wait, what if it would affect them? I don't care. I mean, I mean, well, it depends on what it is. Like, I, I, I just don't think, for what I'm thinking of in my head, I don't, I'm not thinking about how it will affect them. I'm thinking about what I want to express, and that's it. It's very, again, self-serving. That's why I'm, if I were to write a memoir, it's not because it's going to uplift someone else or tear them down either. It's because it's not about defaming someone else or whatever. It's I'm expressing myself. And if that affects somebody else negatively, it's not even, it's, it, I didn't even think of it until you asked it. And then, and then my immediate response is I don't care. I mean, if it was going to like, I don't know people that are influential or important enough that it would be like, oh, it's going to, like, tear them down, and now they have to leave office, and their life is ruined. You know what I mean? Like, because then I would have to consider those things. That's not what's happening in, in my life with the people I know right now or whatever. So the things, the stories that I would be writing, I also don't think I would be negatively affecting anyone but myself with those. Like, I think the things I would be writing about aren't about how people were crappy to me when I'm thinking about the negative things, it's more of like how I was crappy to people or how I manipulated this and how I did that and why. Because I think the why is what's important. It's not because it's like fun gossip. It's it's always, okay, but why did you do that? That's what's interesting to me. I just want a fuller picture. Like I'm trying to figure out why you would like to write your memoir. Like that's really different, right? Like that's kind of, unless maybe I don't know. But like I think wanting to put it out there like here is my life here's what i did because you're someone who you recognize as very artistic and has that going on and so by sharing that you're sharing a part of a process i don't want to say that everyone has a story to tell i, I don't know I, it's not that i don't want to say it because it's not true but i roll my eyes when someone says that because i'm like no not everyone has a story to tell some people are garbage people. I mean, garbage people can have a great story to tell too. But I mean, like, garbage in the sense that 
you're a waste and you don't do anything except follow the crowd and your thoughts are not valuable because they're not unique because you don't think at all. You're like on autopilot. Like that's not interesting to me. I don't think that person has anything to tell because I think if you have a story to tell, it means that it's either a story no one's told before or it's presented in a different way, which... Well, I mean, if it's presented by them, though, that's different than how you're going to yeah. see them. And so there might be a story to tell there because there might actually be something going on that you never get to see. Well, it's the thing. Usually, okay, so if we both had the same exact experience at the same moment, or like right now, what we're doing right now, let's just say that we went and wrote about it, which I don't think I would do, but I mean like, we're experiencing this event, no one else is around, you write about it, I write about it, completely different, I think we'll probably touch on some similar key points, but the expression yeah. is different, I would find them both interesting to, to uh, read, but some people don't their quality of thought is not up to a standard where I would find them having anything to say. Either because they can't present it in a way that's interesting, but a lot of the time it's just because they don't think about things in a way that's interesting. They're not even reflecting at all. Yeah. So I don't think everyone has a story to tell. Because even if a bunch of crap happened to them, okay, the story is technically there. They just, I guess they just can't tell it. So that that's why I get torn. Because I'm like, I think everyone at a certain amount of life has had some real stuff happen to them and that they could talk about and it would be interesting to get insight into them. The problem is that they can't intelligently express it or even think of it as something that would be worthy of telling. So that's just the problem where I'm like, everyone has a story to tell. Like I would just never want to say that just because of how it's been said before and when the feeling I get when I hear people say it. But I do think that genuinely... Why do you feel you have a story to tell? Because I'm the best. <laughs> no, seriously. No, I know, I know. Like, I mean, it in, like, because obviously you've thought about it, and I know that, um, I know that lots of things have, have, have but like in... Just a little sense, what gives you the, like, you know what? I do have a story to tell. I need to write it down. I don't know when I thought that at all. I mean, like I said, when I was writing the stuff that was very, very personal, when I was, like, 14 or 15, and these poems, I just was like, oh, there's this thing, and I could post them. Cool. Mm -hmm. That's the connection thing. It wasn't about a story to tell then. Yeah. So I don't know when that happened. It was either because there was enough positive feedback, or it was just, like... If I were to have, like, a conversation one-on-one -on -one with someone, and I felt they always walked away not getting anything from the conversation, then I, I wouldn't have any feedback to tell me that I had something to say that was worth hearing. Yeah. Right? So I don't know what I would do in that scenario, but I've had enough positive feedback that... And again, I don't know if this is why I feel like I have a story to tell. Facts are more important, like... Maybe it's not or, a or, or worthy, or... No, it's not that it's... I don't know. Like, it's making me think about stuff. I just don't know exactly... Like, I guess it's because I wasn't thinking at first, this is important, I just thought, I'm expressing myself, I'm expressing myself, it's just, it, it was very natural, very quickly, so I just did it, and it was in my nature to do, and again, maybe that, because to me, that comes from the connection, because partially, I think, being like the only child for that many years with a single parent who was at work, I can't think of like how I interacted and played and connected with other people, 
But those connections to me, what I'm looking at, those are just different connections. But the point is that, like, I think, again, that, that just, yeah, it was just that, that whole connection thing. It was reaching out to connect and it wasn't necessarily, I'm important and I have a story to tell. I don't know when that transition happened because it did at some point. It, I mean, it's still about connecting, but it's also about, like, I want to reach people with this thing that they can appreciate and they it's still very tied to connection, I guess, because it's like they are connecting with the piece, and the piece is an extension of me. So they are connecting with me. Um, and and or they're appreciating me. And like I think earlier I said the word neglect like much earlier on, being like I don't think it's about being neglected, because I that I don't think that was the case. It was just the natural circumstances that happened. It was like Mom has to work, and I was hanging out, whatever. Um, so, but I just don't, yeah, I didn't have cousins, because they were all in Chile, and so I didn't have any extended family, I didn't have a sibling, and when I did have a sibling, like, um, I often will just say my sister, rather than my half-sister, I have two half-sisters, but I'm a lot closer to one than the other, and she was born when I was, like, 13, so, like, again, I moved out by the time she was five, we didn't really connect. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know when the thing came, like, again, the word, if it's important, or if it's, if it's, uh, what was the other word? I don't remember what the other word was, but it, it where I had something to say, mm-hmm. like, I'm like, yeah, everyone has something to say, I just want to say it. <laughs> I just yeah. really want to say it. I don't know really how to not say it sometimes, like, I would feel maybe too much in my head, too. Like, I would feel weird if I didn't just get stuff out. Like, I don't know. That's tough. I don't know how to answer that in yeah. a concise way or just like... Well, I imagine something that will come as you go along with... Like, the more you talk about things, the more you hear yourself, like, talk about things, and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's what I mean about this, right? Like, the more you talk about things, the more you'll have to say about things, or the more you... Or the more questions you'll have. Yeah, definitely more questions on that, for sure. Which maybe is the best anyway. Yeah.